Welcome to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. In many cultures, the phrase, beauty is only skin deep, relates to a person's intellectual, emotional, and spiritual qualities. However, what most people are exposed to first is the physical beauty of a person, place, or thing. Today's topic is Swim Kids. Swim Kids is a nonprofit school-based program that teaches children introductory swimming lessons and water safety skills as a part of their school's curriculum. This model ensures that children are exposed to the water early and gain an important life-saving skill to make sure they are safe while having fun. Our guest today is Trish Miller. Trish is a TEDx speaker, water safety advocate, and the founder and CEO of Swim Kids. When she was 19, she almost became a part of the drowning statistics. Each day, one in three kids does not survive accidents involving water. So welcome, Trish. Thank you so much. I really appreciate just the invite and for being here today. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We greatly appreciate you uh, taking a part in our show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to dive right in. Um, okay. You say swimming is fun. However, there are some kids mm-hmm. and adults alike who may not agree with that swimming is fun. How are you working to change that narrative? You know what? I did not think swimming was very much fun either um, before. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to start with um, swimming became fun once I mm. understood Um, the spirituality of water and just um, the connection that the body has um, naturally with water. Um, And just from my own experience that once um, the fear side of learning how to navigate such a foreign environment such as the water, um, that's what opens it up as a fun activity. Mm, And so fortunately with our organization, we're able to introduce children and adults uh, to just that very different environment and teach them just how they can enjoy and have fun in the water. That's awesome. So one of the things you said as opposed to swimming is fun, swimming became fun. So it's a process. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and then one of it's the other certainly, things also <laughs> – go ahead. No, I was saying it certainly is, and, um, you know, and I think we'll get into this at some point, but – you know, how I um, became, and I'm still, and I, and I say this very openly, um, mm-hmm. I still am learning to swim. I, I do know how to swim, but I'm still perfecting mm-hmm. a lot of my strokes. Um, I didn't okay. learn how to swim well until adulthood. So mm-hmm. in my 30s is when I actually learned how to swim, which um, helps me to even be more of an advocate of it's never too late to learn. And a lot of the adults that we instruct, um, we really help them to see that it's never, it's never usually a skill, meaning you don't know how to move your arms or kick your legs. Mm -hmm. It usually is more the getting into your head around, wait, this body of water is going to make me float? Like, really? How does that work? And and the water in the nose feels different. It, it's different in your eyes. It's just, it's just it can't breathe. You can't walk in it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there's so many different things that I had to overcome in terms of fear just from my own experience and upbringing around the water. So I was mm-hmm. born in Virginia, 
and I was born very close to the ocean front. We were only about 40 minutes away from the ocean front, and we never went. So my parents um, were um, grew up during the segregated South, and mm-hmm. many of the pools and beaches were not um, open or available to them, or the ones that were uh, were ones that they didn't really want to go to. And so it naturally created this opinion and this feeling around being outdoors in terms of the beach and the water and pools. It just felt like it's not for us, and we and they just built up this natural um, negative view and opinion to it. So I have two older brothers, and my father uh, loved to fish. And so my brothers learned how to, I say, not drown. Um, They did not necessarily learn how to swim, (laughs) but they learned how not to drown by my father throwing them off his fishing boat. Wow. Um, and just essentially <laughs> having them sink or swim. And that story in terms of men, black men especially, um, their mm-hmm. experience with the water and learning how to swim is mm-hmm. very common, kind of this thrown yep. in the water, yep. Yep. you need to figure it out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that creates a trauma. It creates right. if, if you it's it's scary. And so that if that's exactly. your introduction to the water, that's mm-hmm. scary. Um, exactly. And so I was, just, you know, and as the baby only girl, my mother made sure that I didn't have that experience. So she just kept me from the water altogether. So uh-huh. I didn't have any exposure really to the water outside of. Mm-hmm. A couple of of YMCA swimming lessons that happened with my school, which I'll talk to you more about later, but that was my only interaction with the water. And so, and that was because of just how they were brought up and how they felt about it. So it it wasn't important in our house. I understand. Definitely understand. Wow. Mm -hmm. So a Mm -hmm. lot there. One of the things you talked about is just the fear around it and and how swimming Mm -hmm. um, is a process. But, you know, you talked about earlier um, just a spiritual connection. Can you can you expound a little bit on that? Because when you when you say fear, and I think about you know the acronym for fear, a lot of times in the in the faith based community, it talks about false evidence appearing real. But in some of those mm-hmm. cases, when you're talking about a fear, especially when it comes to fear of water or fear of swimming, it's not false. It's real. You know, it's mm-hmm. like oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that that spiritual connection, if you would. Yeah, yeah. All fear. Seems weird. Seems real, especially when you don't know mm-hmm. how to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, that fear is crippling in many different activities and avenues. Right. right. But that doesn't mean that we let it over overtake us and overcome, mm-hmm. or or just keep us from from doing something, especially exactly. something like swimming, which is indeed not just leisure, not just recreational. It is something Mm -hmm. that could actually save your life or someone else's life that you love. Mm -hmm. So that's the more important reason to get over the fear part of that. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the connection to um, really black people in the water um, is spiritual in the sense of predating um, our, our bringing here to the Americas America. We mm-hmm. were great swimmers. We were exactly. great swimmers. We were on the coast, and mm-hmm. and 
and it was used as a way of containment. So keeping us from yep. the water and us learning how to swim was used as a way of keeping us in captivity. Mm-hmm. And so generation after generation, then segregation and Jim Crow and all of those things really built up this current state that we're in right now about our opinions right. and attitudes around the right. water. Um, mm-hmm. I have a background in public health. And so a lot of the things that I do are rooted in the literature, what the literature and statistics and data say around why we do what we do. My background is behavioral sciences. And so the trauma that we've experienced over those generations has manifested into a lot of what we see today. And um, you gave one one of the statistics around um, you know, the one in three children that drown, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. happens, or actually, actually it's three children that drown every day. Like that's actually what that statistic is. But mm-hmm. the, statistic that, the statistic that actually hits home for black people is for every one white child that drowns that is of middle school age, 10 black children drown. Wow. For every one wow. white child that drowns wow. of middle school age, 10 so it's not a matter of this is something we can wait or I can just keep my child away. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. No, you can't because children right. are invited to parties. They're, they want to go exactly. to water parks. They go to lakes. We're in, yep. in Atlanta. We don't have oceanfront, but they go to lakes and other things like that. Exactly. They go on vacations. Mm-hmm. You can't keep your child from water, but what you can do is teach them how to navigate it. Exactly. And so it's one of it's one of those things where the spiritual connection is it's rooted in us like music. It's rooted in us mm-hmm. like movement. Mm-hmm. It's rooted in us. Mm-hmm. And it's about us becoming back, bringing ourselves back to that beautiful connection that we already have with the water. If, if you've not ever been in the, especially an outdoor pool and you're floating on your back and you're looking up at the, the sky and the sensation of the water in your ear, the connection that you have with the sky and the water, I can't describe it in any other way except, except spiritual. It's, wow. it's one of those beautiful connections that only you can experience, and we can only experience that once we allow ourselves back into that beautiful environment that our body was designed for. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful thing. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> and so with that being said, what would, what would you say is the first key for water safety when it comes to uh, just being safe? Yeah, absolutely. Learn how to swim. <laughs> Learn how to swim <laughs> and teach mm-hmm. your children, cousins, I don't know, nieces, nephews. Make sure everyone around you knows how to swim. The mm-hmm. other key is even if you are a swimmer, so many people equate um, knowing how to swim as doggy paddling, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. not knowing how to swim. But the key to knowing how to actually swim and navigate the water is being able to navigate within deep water, so water where your, your feet can't touch. So you have mm-hmm. to be able to tread water. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what the Red Cross, um, and others that specialize in curricula around swimming instruction say is what, to, what says that you can actually swim. If to be in the middle of the pool in a, in, a, in a pool that's deep enough that your feet can't touch, be able to turn around 360 degrees and then swim to the nearest exit. 
that means that you know how to navigate the water. And if that's something that you can't do, then it's okay. Take a few lessons right. and to get stronger in that. Um, and and so the other thing I was going to say, though, is because especially here in Atlanta, we enjoy going to lakes and things like that. Even if you are what you feel is a swimmer, wear a life jacket if you are in a natural body of water. Always, always wear a life jacket. If you're going boating, you have children with you, you're going kayaking, wear a life jacket, no matter how strong of a swimmer you are, because, again, you don't know the, the terrain of the water the that you're and in. And everything, exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. So wow. wear a life jacket, and, and those two things, I would say, are the most important keys for being safe in the water. That's awesome. So those are mm-hmm. those are some great keys, I think. So we're going to go into our first break, but really, you, you mentioned the you sure. know people can think they know how to swim, but the key is is learning how to how to tread water and how to really um, navigate the water when your feet can't touch the bottom. And I think that's where people's mm-hmm. comfort zone is. You know, you think, oh, I got this. My feet are on the bottom. I can I can walk. You know, but what happens when right. the ground is pulled underneath you? <laughs> you can't quite touch right. the bottom. Right. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But that is, that's okay. how you know. That's how you know that you can do it when you're in water that your feet can't touch and you know how, and you can actually keep and stay afloat. That's, that's how you know that you can swim. That's great. With that, we're going to go into our mm-hmm. first break. Welcome back to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. Our topic today is swim kids, and our guest is Trish Miller. Trish is a TEDx speaker, water safety advocate, and founder and CEO of Swim Kids. When she was 19, she almost became a part of the drowning statistics, where each day one in three kids does not survive accidents involving water. So welcome back, Trish. Thank you. Thanks, Dana. Thank you. So just before our break, we were talking about just some of those keys for water safety, and, and the first key is basically just learning how to swim. Um, Absolutely. So, yes, yes. So treading water and, and learning how to, to navigate the, the water once, once the rug is pulled off from under you, so to speak, and learning how to uh, just turn around and do the, the 360 is what you mentioned, as well as swimming to the, to the nearest exit while, while, mm-hmm. while there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the parts that's, that's even key, as you mentioned, is, is having on that life jacket. Some people think, oh, I know how to swim. I don't need a life jacket. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I think it's great that you, that you mentioned that because you can be a great swimmer. And, again, you, you may not know that terrain as well as you may think. And so it's best to have that extra layer of protection, so to speak. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's, and that's and awesome. one other part, too, is getting your children in the water as young as possible. So uh, mm-hmm. we teach children as young as three months old. Wow. It, again, we do. We do. We do a parent and child class. Uh, we call it parent and tot, where okay. the child is in the water with the parent or guardian, and it's fun games and fun Songs, and it's the purpose of it is creating um, an environment that is safe and fun for the child. So their mm-hmm. first engagement with the water is with someone that they trust, a parent, a guardian, exactly. and their parent is showing them this is how the water feels, 
this is a fun place to be. And at the same time, as the child continues to grow and get older, they're learning how to, if they were ever to fall into the water or, or they are unsupervised and get into the water, how to float and, and recover on their back and wait for an adult to find them and rescue them out of the water. So they're learning safety and survival skills as well. Wow. But we do start mm-hmm. them as um, introducing them into the environment as early as three months old. That's exciting. That's really beautiful. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. So, so what cute. would you say, what's the crucial component for swimming? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, we, we've covered some of that already. Um, mm-hmm. You know, okay. it, it's rep, to me, the critical component for learning how to swim is having someone that you trust to teach you. Mm. Okay. And that I didn't realize how important that was because I was going through my whole quest of, you know, I had this experience, this trauma in the water, and then as I had mm-hmm. my own children, I put them in swimming lessons as soon as possible because I was that mm-hmm. parent, like, I don't know how I'm going to teach. They're going to learn how to swim. They're going to be safe. But I was really doing it all a disservice because I didn't know how to swim. So if they ever became mm. in trouble while in the water, I wouldn't be able to get to them. I wouldn't be able to do anything. Right. And so I became determined that I was going to conquer this fear and conquer this thing that I didn't know how to do. And so I enrolled in all these swimming lessons, and I had swimming lesson after swimming lesson, and I, it just didn't click. It just it didn't mm. – I couldn't rationalize it. I, it just didn't click. Okay. And I was like, well, maybe my body just doesn't do it. I don't know. And so it wasn't until – I found an instructor that looked like me. I actually found a black female instructor that was able to appeal to my fears but had Mm -hmm. the right amount of push that I needed. Mm. She coddled me when it was was necessary, but she Mm -hmm. also challenged and pushed me when it was necessary. And it was only through her, and it was only about four lessons with her that I learned how to swim. That, wow, that was the pivotal lessons? point. Really? Absolutely. That was the pivotal point for me, and that's why we created Swim Kids, and we made sure that representation, so children that we serve have mm. people that look like them in the water. So it is very wow. much a trust exercise, and you mm. tend to trust people that look like you. Now, it, and this is in no way to to – uh, this this literally is just what it is. I, I mean, I didn't make right. this up, and, and if we're being honest, um, you mm-hmm. know, many of us feel that way as well. And it's not that mm-hmm. we can't receive, but when you have people that share a certain kinship with you or a certain, certain experience with you even, you can right. relate to them, and you feel that exactly. they relate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it lets down a guard. Each, exactly. each adult especially that comes through our programming um, once they are over at least the feeling comfortable piece, that's when mm-hmm. the breakthrough happens. They have the trust built with the instructor, and that's when the breakthrough happens of where they can then work and understand what the body, what the water naturally wants to do with the body. I mean, yeah, how, they, mm-hmm. how those two things relate. So I would say the most critical component for, for me and what we've learned and the, the information that we've collected over the years is representation in the water and building that trust um, with the instructor that is teaching. Wow, 
That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And as you as you mm-hmm. mentioned, that it kind of makes me think about that game you play as kids, and and you know sometimes you play it as you're older. But it's a, I call it the catch mm-hmm. me game. I don't know where one person has their back to you, and they have mm-hmm. to trust that you're going to catch them as they fall. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not I'm not going to fall because you're not going to catch me. Yeah. So it's really right. that, that trust. Um, I could I could see that being a big factor, yeah. not only. Yeah, um, just the trust, but as you mentioned, just just someone that you feel that you can relate to, or someone that that understands, right. you know, what you may be struggling with, especially with that that fear component, you know, because I think yep. it's, it's, it's yeah, it's a mindset, mind over matter. Um, it is mind over matter. Part of and it. The, in- mm-hmm. the instructors that I had um, before would be just like, oh, it's so, but it's so easy. All you have to do is, and it's. Soon as they would say that one phrase, I would mm-hmm. instantly shut down because shut down. it felt yeah. so. It just felt so. Just um, I felt so defeated because it's like, well, mm. they, I mean, if it's all you got to do is, and I can't do it, what is that saying about me? So clearly, it's exactly. not. It's not mm-hmm. that easy because mm-hmm. I'm not getting it, you know. Right. Um, and and it would catch me. It would just always pull me out of anything else that they were trying to show me or trying to teach me. And once I had someone that understood that, okay, it might be very easy for you since you've been doing it for 15, 20 years, but for, right. this, for this person that is finally trying to tackle this very, very scary thing, you mm-hmm. got to meet them where they are. Exactly. And that that's what we do, and I wanted to explain the difference between a school-based pr- program where, again, we transport children. I actually don't even know if I said this. We transport children pre-COVID. We would transport them during the school day for mm-hmm. swimming instruction, and so we oh. would only work with Title I K-12 schools in Atlanta public schools and in DeKalb County schools, and okay. we would treat it like a field trip. So each child mm. would get eight free swimming lessons, and these swimming lessons are funded by corporate sponsorships and individual donors, such as, such mm. as those that are listening, and okay. they would sponsor lessons for a child. Wow. And so this child not only would get free transportation to and from the pool, but they would also get free instruction, they would get a free swimming suit, they would get free goggles and a swimming cap and a towel, um, and then once wow. they completed, they would get a, a swim kids T-shirt and a certificate, and we would make such this big deal because for many of them, it was an accomplishment, and for many of them, Definitely. we were able to celebrate their first lap, and this was their first lap in a safe and fun environment. So that's, that's mm-hmm. what we do in partnership with our APS and DeKalb County Schools, but we also have a traditional swim school called the Atlanta Swim School, and that's what I wanted to make sure you, uh, those that are listening knew that that's where we um, instruct really the family, so both, both okay. youth and adult swimming lessons. We have women-only lessons. We have men-only lessons, um, and we, again, are creating an environment that actually allows the person to feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable only swimming with other women, then we have that for you. Or if you're only with other men, we have that for you. Or if you don't care, we have co-ed classes as well. But we take away every single barrier that keeps people from being safe in the water. Mm. So that's that's the goal of why we do what we do and how we do what we do. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. I think that's huge because there are 
you know, not, not only does representation matter, but I think it matters mm-hmm. in terms of people having access to those lessons and, and mm-hmm. uh, being able to. I love that you're making it a part of the, it sounds like you're making it a part of the curriculum because you're doing it throughout the, mm-hmm. the school day. And so you're taking them mm-hmm. from school to uh, the actual location to, to start their lessons, and that's great. So is that mm-hmm. something the kids would sign up for? within those schools, like they sign up for the classes or? um, Yeah, so we would work with the schools um, on actually them. So so I would have parent meetings, like either during PTA Mm -hmm. or something like Mm -hmm. that, and the parents would sign their children up for um, for this program. So it's looked at as a program within the schools. And Mm -hmm. since covid We've actually been able to continue our operations. Um, That's great. And so our children aren't able to, just with a few differences, so our ch- we're not able to transport the children. And because mm-hmm. it's virtual learning, um, we offer the instruction on, the, on Saturdays and Sundays. So parents and guardians actually bring them to get their free lessons. But everything else about the program um, is, is the same. I mean, we've reduced the ratios to encourage social distancing. But, however, in, in terms of the children being introduced to the water and it being a free um, lessons, free lessons for them, we've been able to continue that piece even um, during and after this COVID uh, type of environment and, and really how it's changed, how they are going to school and learning and things like that. The school definitely recognizes, the school district recognizes that putting something as important as swimming lessons on pause is not Mm -hmm. the best thing for them to do. Mm -hmm. And so they still make ways to support their students learning such an important skill and a life-saving skill, um, even during this type of, um, even in in the middle of a pandemic. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's beautiful. Wow. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. So you mentioned private sponsorships as well as individual donors. So for our listeners that may mm-hmm. want to take a part and, and give some, you know, donate in some way, how could they go about doing that? I think that's that's huge. Yeah, we would love, love, love to have you. Uh, we um, ask you to visit our website at swimkids.com, and that's spelled S-W-E-M-K-I-D-S swimkids.com, and it's only because of work of individual donors and corporate sponsors are we able to do this important work. Um, my background, as I said before, is in public health. I worked with CDC, and I left mm. that very, very stable <laughs> position right, right. and career oh gosh. To, mm-hmm. to do this full-time because I'm so passionate about it and because it's such an important cause. And it's right. one of those very first tenets of public health where prevention is mm-hmm. key, and we can prevent these drownings by giving our children to be safe in and around the water and our adults right. to be safe in and around yeah. the water. I love it. I so, love yeah, it. we well, would love you. to have the support. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing and, and um Hopefully that you will get more more donors and more support and more sponsorships from organizations and others to help you continue to do the work that you're doing. And I mean, gosh, to make it for free for those kids, that's that's huge. That's really huge. <laughs> Are there any Thank closing you. thoughts you'd like to share? Thank you. Any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? 
I would. I would like for people to register for swimming lessons. Register mm. at atlantaswimschool.com. We also ask for you to follow us on social media so that you can actually get to know these children as they go on their swimming journey um, and mm. celebrate with them as they, they take their first lap. You can follow us on Instagram at swimkids, and for the Atlanta Swim School, it's ATL Swim School. We'd love to have you follow their journey and just to support us along the way. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've heard it here first from Trish Miller. Uh, just <clears throat> what a beautiful thing she's doing in, in helping these kids learn water safety and, and just learning how to swim and, and navigate. I think it, I think it transpo- you know, transposes over into life and just navigating life. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. thank you so much for, for what you're doing. Thank you for that work. And for those who want to get connected and support to the kids, important to even what her mission is, feel free to visit her website at swimkids, S-W-E-M-K-I-D-S dot com. You can also follow her on Instagram at swimkids or for the Atlanta Swim School, it's A-T-L Swim School. And to follow to stay connected with me, you can uh, like my Facebook page at Beauty is More Than Skin Deep. Remember, beauty is more than skin deep. It's truly in the eye of the beholder. Thanks so much.